Hello, everybody. We're fully back into our regular meeting schedule for the Forest Hill Club, and we're now more than halfway through the current Rotary year and looking forward to the next one. So there's no excuse for sloppiness on my part, and these podcasts will be coming at you a little more regularly. Whether that's something you look forward to or not is up to you. I'm Mike Fink. This is episode 26 of 5-Minute Forest Hill. This is probably going to be a longer one this week. I have an excellent clip from our speaker on Monday, but first I'm going to preemptively go off on a few tangents. We're all being advised to reduce, reuse, and recycle as much as we can. Whether you're concerned about the impact of carbon emissions, dislike the inefficiency that comes with unnecessary packaging, or simply think that the current replace and not repair culture means that there's a lack of care and attention to detail in much of modern manufacturing, This message doesn't seem to have many in the anti-camp. We may have differences of opinion about tactics, tools, and strategies, but few people are advocating strongly for an increase in waste. Shane is a Western motion picture from 1953. I watched this movie several times when I was a child. I haven't seen it in years. If you don't mind watching an older film, I can recommend it highly. There's a scene where an empty soft drink bottle is returned to the general store. The bottle won't be recycled because that wasn't done in the era in which the movie is set. It'll be cleaned and refilled with more soda pop, as they refer to it in the movie, and then sold again. We tend to think of glass bottles as fragile items, but with a little care, they're remarkably resilient and durable. I have a set of 750 ml beer bottles in my possession. I might have 80 of them. They're not twist-offs, so it's a bit hard to get your hands on them these days. Some of them have raised lettering on them that says, Remains the property of CUB. But I doubt they'll be hunting me down. I brew my own beer, and when a batch is ready to bottle, I clean and sterilize them, fill them up, and cap them off after adding some primer sugar. Over the next couple of weeks, they pressurize, and when I'm in the mood, I have a ready supply on hand. I must admit... I don't really make homebrew just for the environmental benefits. I enjoy the hobby, and it's cheaper than store-bought beer. Helen Curley, an education officer for Whitehorse who works to educate on the issues of waste management and policy, talked to our club a bit about the problems of landfill availability, cost pressures on government and private industry, and increasing efforts to reduce our impact on the environment. Here's a question I asked about demographic change and what that might mean for future strategies. Um, Helen, uh, do you think that the uh, decrease in uh, housing sizes uh, is going to have any effect on how people take care of their rubbish, how they recycle, um, with, with apartment living, with townhouses, maybe people not having access to storage and also more difficult doing things like composting. Is that a challenge uh, for Whitehorse Council? Yes, I would say the change in housing stock, which you're essentially talking about, yeah, it's something that is a challenge and is being fed into our planning processes, both in terms of physical strategy planning, as well as, sorry, statutory planning in terms of building planning, as well as our strategy planning. You're hit the nail on the head in terms of compost and organic waste. That is one of 
the biggest challenge for what we call multi-units or the smaller housing stock in terms of, um, yes, not necessarily having gardens and on-site um, composting options available but also not necessarily using the curbside garden organics collection service, which could eventually be extended to include food organics. So that is one of the biggest challenges in terms of unit blocks that we're looking at and is doesn't necessarily change the kind of generation of waste, but it's a big challenge in terms of management of waste. The interesting thing about unit blocks though is particularly some of the bigger ones, if they have a building manager, they can be some of the best recyclers um, in the area or in the city because they have someone taking responsibility for it um, and making sure the bins are going out regularly, the right things are going in the recycling bins, providing extra um, services like battery recycling, clothing recycling, light globe recycling, etc, etc, all on site. So people don't even have to leave their buildings to recycle some um, items other than the packaging that would normally go in a curbside service. So there's, there's pros and cons. Um, the other big challenge for council is trying to understand, um, with particularly with our next round of contracts, how we service them in terms of the variety of bins we offer. We offer a lot of wheelie bins um, in our current contract, but we don't offer the dumpsters for any of our services. So more and more, the unit blocks um, that are going up can't actually use council services and have to use um, private services. So that's another area that we need to look at and understand with our next round of contracts. Do we extend the kind of um, bin stock that we provide? The stakeholder mix does change and uh, you guys need to respond to it. Exactly, exactly. So um, that's one of the challenges and it's even internally we work very hard with our planning department to try and capture uh, the waste management aspect and waste management plans at the planning stage as developers are coming in and saying this is what we would like you to, you know, this is what we would like to do in this space. We are feeding in practical facilities around recycling, large items, so hard waste storage um, and yeah whether or not you know practical things like trucks can go in and turn around or not so even internally there's a lot of work that goes on between the waste management team and the planning team and approvals team to make sure that um, moving forward we're putting in the best designs for waste management um, across the city fantastic thank you very much Al. thank you <laughs> I thought it was particularly interesting that she mentioned the compliance successes she's seen in higher density dwelling arrangements. If somebody is willing to create an easy system and keep on top of it, individual tenants find it less burdensome to comply with the process. If there's minimal effort, it may barely seem like a task at all. Ron Brooks is our go-to man at the club for the collection of foreign coins. When we go overseas, we inevitably come back with a few bolivars, nickels, or loonies bouncing around in our pockets. We might stick them in a dish on the bedside table, but they're of no practical use to us. To UNICEF, however, they are valuable. The coins are handed over, shipped to a central location, and cashed in to fund seriously good work around the globe. What we don't need and can't use well become powerful by aggregation. Your time can be like that. We all like to relax, take part in exercise, hobbies, or other social activities, but there are probably countless hours during the week where we have nothing to show for it. How often have you looked at the clock on a Sunday morning and thought, is that the time? 
Where did the last hour and a half go? Just like the caring, dedicated, and organized manager of a high-rise apartment building in Box Hill, Rotary International and your local club can take those minutes you lose down the back of your metaphorical couch and reuse or recycle them into something truly fantastic. You can't change the world by yourself with a spare hour a week, but you can if you tip it into a container with a lot of other people's spare hours. I can guarantee as a Rotarian of two years now that you'll still have time for movies, arguments on Twitter, and staring at the fridge to remember why you walked over and opened the door. You'll notice the impact you have, but you'll never miss the spare time you spent to produce it. That's something to think about. You'll find all the usual contact details on the podcast description, plus a link to some information about Whitehorse Council's waste management strategies and practices, a bit about the coin collection for UNICEF, and maybe a clip of Shane returning an empty bottle and punching a bad guy in the face. Until next time, this is Mike Fink for 5-Minute Forest Hill.